You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy-stewart.com or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy-stewart.com. Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Hi, I'm Cindy Stewart and welcome to this episode of Cindy Stewart Live. And this is going to be a fun episode. I'm so glad that you're joining me. I really appreciate you just taking the time out to sit and receive what God has for you. And he's got a lot for you today. I have a dear friend of mine from Tampa, Florida. We've known each other for quite a while. We're both from Atlanta, a lot in common, but he is an author and he is such a prophetic voice in this season for the Lord. He also has written so many books. You can find all of his books on Amazon. He is a pastor, him and his wife, pastor a church in Tampa. They have five children, soon to be six. And I just want to introduce my dear friend, Dr. Keenan Bridges. Dr. Keenan, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me. I know people can see the resemblance. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> my sister there's, from another mister. That's right. You know, there's something about that Atlanta Southern thing that it yeah. just makes us similar. <laughs> it makes us alike, right? That's right. Well, I'm excited to just hear what God has on your heart. You have been such a strong prophetic voice for the Lord. And I think one of the things that you're really known for is to shake people out of their slumber and help them to get activated into the calling that God has for them. And I know that you do that in radical ways. One of my favorite videos that you did was my wife's in love with another man. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But you know what you do is you get people's attention so they can hear and receive the word that the Lord has for you in that moment. Mm. Um, so I really appreciate that about you. And uh, I want to talk about your new book that's coming out. It comes out in November, November 4th, I believe. You can get it on Amazon along with his other books. How many books have you written now? I think this is 20. Oh, my goodness. Something yes, like he is a prolific writer, that's for sure. But uh, it's on Amazon. It's called Releasing Miracles, How to Walk in the Supernatural Power of God. And you know, guys, we all want to walk in the supernatural power of God. So tell me, what sparred you on to write this book? You know, I've been uh, walking in the supernatural for a long time now, probably since I was about 17 years old, because... I had a radical encounter with the Lord that transformed my life and got wow. spirit filled at the age of 15. I preached my first sermon at 17. 
And God has just been manifesting himself to me since that time. But what I noticed is that so many people in the church are frustrated that what they hear about and read about in the scriptures is not a reality for them. It's like, oh, that's great for, for Benny Hinn and it's great for Smith Wigglesworth and Captain Coleman and Dr. Cindy, but what about me? You know, what about me? And then there's a, another group of people in the church who are what are known as cessationists, uh, meaning they don't, they don't believe in the gifts of the spirit. We have huge denominations that teach that miracles are not for today. Um, and so in sort of my pursuit and my time with the Lord, the Lord began to deal with me about really giving people a resource that would help them. In addition to that, Dr. Cindy, the Lord began to tell me, he said that in the days ahead, the supernatural would become normal and necessary. The Amen. supernatural would become normal and necessary. The church is going to have to learn how to operate supernaturally. And it's not going to be just so that we can, you know, do Facebook posts. It's going to be so that we can uh, move in these times that we're living in, in the days ahead with so many things going on. We have to be a supernatural church. And so uh, God told me to teach the people from the scriptures how to walk in the supernatural power of God. And it's not just for, you know, pastors and, and apostles and prophets and all of that, but it's for every believer. Because when Jesus said in Mark 16, he didn't say these signs will follow the bishop, these signs will follow the priest. <laughs> he said these signs right. will follow those who believe. So if you're a believer, then you qualify for signs and wonders. And as I said before, it has to become a part of our culture. I believe the Lord is establishing a supernatural culture in the church that cannot be, it, it, you know, we can't try to manipulate this. It's really a sovereign move of God in preparing us uh, for the days ahead and ultimately uh, the second coming of, of, of the Messiah. But I believe that as we approach these days, and, and I'm not getting into a discussion about how long those days are, but yeah. but the reality is that we are living in very interesting times. And so we have to learn how to tap into God's power every day. Yeah, I so agree. And that's what the Lord's been saying to me is he's moving us into where the supernatural is natural. Mm. So we don't think about, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? We just naturally move into this flow of the spirit from us, through us, into the situation. And it's right. not just miracles and healings and all that. It's financial breakthroughs. It's uh, solutions to problems that no one else can figure out. But we have that drop from heaven, that, that, uh, that impartation from heaven that releases it out. So I feel like it's just innate within us. And God's just waiting for us to agree with him to move into it. Don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, in a season of of shortages and perceived shortages, uh, we have to know how to really tap into the miraculous power of God. And that's what Jesus did during his earthly ministry. He was always connected to the source at all times. So whenever there was a need, if they only had two fish and five loaves of bread, Jesus knew how to respond to whatever was scarce in that moment. And so I feel like the church is coming to that place where, like you said, not just healing and miracles, because that's a big part. You know, the reality is the hospitals are overrun. Uh, the medical business is too expensive. 
And so people need miraculous solutions. I believe people are going to begin to bring cancer patients to churches, you know, where the hospice is not good enough and the yeah. oncology ward is not good enough. They're going to have to bring them to churches where people are going to get tumors miraculously healed, uh, blind eyes open, all kinds of miracles. But not only that, Dr. Cindy, uh, just where we're constantly flowing with God. Yes, you know, yes. constantly in the flow of the spirit, no matter what situation that includes divine protection from danger. Uh, that, that means uh, that means divine provision. That also means uh, divine insight. You know, we have some people who are marketplace people watching us. Miracles are for the marketplace. In fact, it's interesting. Most of Jesus' miracles didn't happen in the synagogue. They happened outside wow. uh, in the marketplace in everyday life. And I feel like God is really raising up a generation of people who are going to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And whatever the need requires, whatever the circumstance requires, will be able to respond uh, from heaven and not from their, their limited understanding or their limited resources. Yeah, I yeah. so agree, too. And we're seeing, I feel like God is repositioning people so that they are at their... Um, highest capacity mm. in order to take the territory for the kingdom that the enemy has had. And, um, and it is miraculous what God is doing. People who shouldn't get promotions are getting promotions. And they're suddenly seeing, like you even said, the prime minister of England was removed because of their, uh, uh, um, lack you know, of confidence. Yeah. Yes, no confidence. Yes. Yes. And, and then this other person is put into position that is going to be a strong God-driven person for the kingdom of God. So suddenly we go from someone who has no moral compass to someone who's going to realign the country in the right place. And we're seeing this all over. We're seeing businesses, we're seeing shift of leaders and uh, promotion of the righteous. The evil is getting pushed out and the righteous mm. is rising up. And that is part of the whole realignment for the body so that the kingdom of God can take over the territory that the enemy has had for so long. Absolutely. And we talked um, before the show a little bit about this. And one thing that was speaking to me was, you know, you're seeing this whole conversation about uh, the role of men and women in society now and everything mm -hmm. being redefined. And in the midst of it, I believe God is raising up godly women, godly men, who he will promote and vindicate uh, in such a supernatural way. And so you're going to see uh, women in positions of influence like we've never seen it before. And, yeah. and I've told people it's not a threat because biblical femininity is not a threat to biblical masculinity. Right. And biblical masculinity is not a threat to biblical femininity. Uh, they right. complement each other. Uh, the Bible talks about in Genesis 1.26 that let them, male and female, husband and wife, yes. men and women have dominion in the earth. And so it's like we're getting back to God's design, the way he intended for it to be. And we're going to see so much more of this, Dr. Cindy. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, people uh, tap into just creative spaces, intellectual properties where God's going to download uh, just systems and ideas to people that will transform their communities, yes. transform their generation. Uh, he's going to give witty inventions to people who are sensitive 
through dreams and visions and all yeah. kinds of things. And we just have to get, we have to buckle up, Dr. Cindy. We yeah. got to, because this is, this is about <laughs> to be right. a supernatural rodeo. And if you're not holding on tight, <laughs> get thrown <laughs> off, off the bull. But I think that to those who have ears to hear, this is going to be a great season because um, there's no scarcity in heaven. There's no sickness no. in heaven. There's no poverty in heaven. So there's no fear in heaven. And so if we're operating by the culture of heaven, we have an advantage over the enemy. And uh, we're, we're, we're ahead of him. And I believe that's what God is really uh, aligning us to do in this hour. Yeah, I agree too. And I really feel like the body is going through a re-equipping. In yeah, fact, I was listening good. to a, a worship service the other day and there was such a move of God. The guy says, the leader says, it's like we're being born again, again. There's such a move <laughs> of God that there's a holiness being released and a hunger and really a surrender out of love, not obligation. A no, surrender out of just passion, not uh, because I feel like I have to, or that's what the Bible says. There's just this shifting of our hearts within the body where we just are desperate for more of God and he is pouring out the more. And I'm sure you're seeing that in your services and the places you travel. Yeah, we're seeing glory like never before. Like this past oh. Sunday, people uh, came in the church, people were physically healed just as, as they stepped in the building. And yeah. uh, you're talking about atmospheres of healing, atmospheres of deliverance, um, atmospheres of provision, where people walk in the atmospheres and people create atmospheres on the job, on, in their business. Can you imagine walking into uh, a business and you just encounter the presence of God when you walk through the door? Yeah, we absolutely. We just got back from the islands on a mission and we did a boat ride. So we're out on the boat and, you know, you have all the hands the deckhands and all the people that work on the boat, every person on the boat got born again from wow. the captain all the way down. And the way it happened was prophetic words were being released. And, and we were just reading people's mail. Hey, you got a call in your life and you've been running and you're a musician. And the person says in Spanish, he says, how did you know that? And it's, oh, it's the Holy Spirit that showed us. Wow. And so you see the signs and wonders are not to point to us, but they're point people to a very benevolent God, a good God, oh, you know, yeah. a God who is loving, a God who cared enough about us to send his son to die for our sins. And so I tell people that the gospel is a love story and <laughs> it's God's love story to humanity. But the sign of that love, because love needs a sign. You got to have to have a love language, right? You know, a husband and wife, you know, a husband may buy his wife gifts or a ring or buy her, you know, flowers or take her out or give her quality time. That's called a love language. Right. So the gospel is a love story, but God's love language to us is miracles. You know, it's, it's what love looks like. It's miracles. And so... Uh, to that young man who didn't know where he was going to go or what he was going to do, who had just consulted a witch 48 hours before he got on that boat wow. and had a miraculous encounter with a prophetic word, it opened his eyes that God is greater than anything else that he was entertaining in his life. And he ended up coming to Christ. Everybody on the boat, everybody on the dock came to the Lord. So these are the kind of miracles that are going to become normal for everyday believers. And the person who, and the people that led them to the Lord were not pastors. These are regular people. 
So yeah. that's the, the powerful part about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so interesting to think about when we think about the harvest, sometimes in our Christian minds, we have a box. Right. So we right. think it has to be a stadium. We think it has to be, you know, a certain way. But here you guys are going on a little boat excursion. And next thing you know, the power of God, the miraculous power of God, like you said, to open up their eyes to see, to open up their ears, ears to hear the gospel is released. And there's a harvest right there. Just when you're going to take a little boat excursion. Yeah. The yeah. next thing you know, people are not only born again, but they're activated in the calling that God has for them. And that's where we've got to break out of our preconceived notions mm. and just let God be God yeah. and use us in whatever circumstances we're in. That is amazing. Now, um, in your book, do you talk, you talk a lot about how this miraculous can be activated in their lives. So give me, give the listeners some examples, the audience, some examples of that. So I'll give you an example. We had uh, the prophetic activation uh, and what I call a supernatural activation, the young lady mm -hmm. in the church. And, and uh, you know, we're just saying, hey, you go out, you release the fire. And this person catches it the same day they go to a cancer ward. There's a man who's only given a couple of weeks to live. Wow. Stage four cancer. It had, it had been aggressive. There was almost a 0% chance of survival. And everybody's a bunch of Christians are in there praying, kind of holding hands, singing Kumbaya. And she, <laughs> she just pushes past him and says, heal, and slaps his forehead. Be healed. And uh, this was on a Sunday. By Tuesday, his cancer went into remission. Wow. And the man was totally healed. And we, we see this all the time. In the book, um, this book here, I'm not trying to do a little plug, but just so people can but see But you it. should, because people yeah. will get they will get equipped and what will happen when they read yeah. your book, they will be imparted to and activated supernaturally through your words in order for them to step out. So let's plug yeah. it because this is a move of God on this book in this yeah. hour. Yeah. So this, this, this book, um, releasing miracles, it has a, it has a, a endorsement by Randy Clark and, and others wow. forward by Sid Roth. But I talk about, uh, some activations in the book. So each each chapter has a prayer of activation where people can mm -hmm. go and they can they can get the content, but then also they're activated on how to actually practically step out and do that. And uh, that's in every chapter. But I talk about how when Jesus said, go into the prayer closet and shut the door, he was not necessarily talking about where your Manolo Blahniks are and your Gucci shoes and all of that. He wasn't talking about that kind of thing because they didn't have that back then. He was talking about the, the Pharisees believed in wearing uh, the tallit, and the tallit was considered mm -hmm. like a little tent, a tent of meeting. Then the idea was to constantly tabernacle with God mm -hmm. in a physical sense. Well, the same thing is true of us. Our prayer closet is not necessarily... Now, you can't have a physical space where you pray. Don't get me wrong. That I think that's I think that's healthy. I think that's good. I think it's great to have a physical space where you sort of just hey, I'm I'm shutting out everything else and I'm I'm being with God. But actually, the scripture tells us to pray without ceasing. And in order to do that, we have to tabernacle with the Lord. Yeah. And the tabernacle was portable. You could pick it up and you could move it to a different location. Every time Israelites move, they move the tabernacle. And so 
we have to be like tabernacles in the sense and that we move with the Lord and we fellowship with him in the secret place every day. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, even while you're talking, Dr. Keenan, I just feel the presence of the Lord began to just really envelop me. I don't know if you're you're, you're sensing that or not, but yeah, I do. There, there's something about um, just our talking about him, our, our longing for him just invites him into <clears throat> the studio, in our studios, just to let me just manifest here with you Come on. Uh, in the presence. And there is so, everybody thinks that, okay, I've got to set aside a timer and I have to pray for 15 minutes and I have to do this. But God is saying, I'm just inviting you to be with me all the time. Yeah. And, yeah. and there has yeah. been really an, invis an invisible space between him and us where there is such a oneness right now. And mm. I know that I have noticed, and I don't know if you have, but I have noticed that Everything just seems to work out, even when it doesn't seem like it should. I'm telling it, you. It's, it's like uh, I've missed a flight. I did miss a flight. And he was, and they were like, we can't get you there. And God's like, just open up your apps. Boop. I'm on the flight. I'm there. He worked it out. They're like, it's non-refundable. They're like, oh, we're going to refund it for you. It's just <laughs> like, it's like if we won't get all spun up in the circumstances, mm. it's like, he's just like, orchestrating and all we have to do is step into the orchestration it's yeah. there's an ease of being with him right now yeah that's good that's awesome you know jesus jesus uh, you know john 14 12 which i talk about extensively in this book i really expound on that about yeah. what john 14 12 is all about jesus says whoever believes on me the mm. works that i do shall he do also and greater works than these shall he go shall he do because i go to the father so we know that if Jesus walks in miracles, so can we, by yes. virtue of him going to the Father and sending the Holy Spirit. But there's a greater mystery in that text, Dr. Cindy, in that Jesus starts that conversation in John 14 by saying, listen, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. I give you my peace. That's so That's and so, so Jesus's greater work is not just the performing of miracles, it is, but it is the abiding peace of God that Jesus learned how to master. He was a master of the shalom. Even when the storm was out there and they were saying, oh, we're going to die. He said, peace be still. When the yeah. Pharisees said, we're going to kill you, he just walked right past them and just went on yeah. about his business. And there's a supernatural, I even believe, I feel it right now. God's releasing Ooh. a supernatural shalom to people. And that shalom is the key to unlocking so many miraculous things in our lives. The Bible says, in his presence. There is a fullness of joy. Ooh. And there's, there's a joy that we can only experience in his presence. And I believe even right now, for those watching, somebody's being physically healed, a uh, restoration is happening, doors are opening, and that peace is just going before you. That, that shalom, that wholeness is just flowing and going before you in Jesus' name. Amen. And I keep hearing that ears are opening. Now, I don't know if it's literal ears or spiritual ears or both, but what I kept hearing was... Uh, I'm opening ears, I'm opening ears, I'm mm. opening ears. So I believe that there are miracles happening right now. And if you need a miracle, just say, Jesus, I am receiving my miracle from you. It's been released into the atmosphere. All I have to do is grab a hold of it and say, Jesus, that miracle is mine. I need it for my hip, for my back. I need it for, and even Dr. Keenan just shared a testimony 
of cancer going into remission. So Lord, we're just releasing cancer into remission right now that it will leave the body in Jesus name. It will not come back that that the, the doctors will be so puzzled by the healing like Nebuchadnezzar was puzzled by Daniel's ability that they will begin to pursue you, God, because mm. of what is happening. So, Lord, uh, I just releasing what I keep hearing was you, you who are listening are going to be the facilitators of the harvest. God wow. is going to use where he's healed you, where you've had breakthrough and open doors like Dr. Keenan released. He's going to use that to be the inviter of hearts into accepting Jesus as Lord. Amen. 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 So Dr. Keenan, one of the questions I, I have, and I've been asked this too, what do you think the biggest obstacle is for people to step into the miraculous like you're going to teach them in your book? So we, so on the obvious front is, is this issue of belief. Yes. Uh, we believe, uh, you know, our belief determines our actions. You know, what we believe determines what we think and the way we operate. So that's why Jesus dealt with unbelief. And unbelief is not the absence of faith. Unbelief is believing wrongly. You yeah. know, it's believing something that does not represent the character of God. So that that's one of the things that doubt and belief is what excuse me, sort of hinders people from stepping into those realities. But on the other front, Dr. Cindy, is unworthiness. You see, mm. sometimes the reason why people don't walk in the miraculous is because of guilt, shame, and condemnation. Uh, the cue is saying, you, you can't do that. Don't let, you can't lay hands on anybody. You just went through a divorce. You can't, you don't, don't you do that. You just went through this or that. Or when you were 10 years old, this happened to you. And people have been riddled with so much shame and so much unworthiness that they don't believe God can use them. Here's what I tell people. He can't. Now, this messes with people's theology real bad. <laughs> I, I, I might have hesitated on that, too. <laughs> yeah, he can't. No. Now, this is why I say he can. Now, we know the term God uses you. We can use that term. And God knows the heart of that. and There's nothing wrong with that. But I was preaching in Australia years ago. And I was getting up to preach, and I would always say, use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. And the Lord said, no. And I said, oh, what did you mean? Did I lose my salvation? Am I anathema? You know, <laughs> <laughs> have I done the unpardonable sin? He says, Keenan, I don't want to use you. He says, anything that you use can be discarded. He wow. said, what I desire is a partnership with you. That's and good. if you go to Mark 16, it says there, it confirms it. It says, and the Lord worked with them. Confirming That's his word with signs and wonders. It says in the it says in the epistles, it says we are co-laborers together with him. And so it's a higher uh level of thinking that God is not just I'm not just a disposable cup in God's hand, but I'm wow. actually somebody he longs to relate to, connect with, and work through and with to see his kingdom manifest in the earth. Wow, that is such a powerful word because he worked with them. Yeah. He, he worked with them. And uh, I just want you guys to get that because that is one of my passions as partnering with God. I know that he has a plan for us. And I know that if I can quit striving against him, trying to develop my own plan and getting him to join my plan and just lean into 
God, these are all the things I'd love to do. You know, what's on your heart? Let's partner together and get it done. There's such ease with that, isn't there? So easy. So easy. Yeah. Such a flow. Yeah. Well, I want you to pray over everyone. You just release what the Holy Spirit's given you to release, and uh, I'm just going to cut you loose on them. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every person listening to me. Yeah. I thank you for that that young woman that's asking you, Lord, how can you use me? Mm. And that young man that's saying, God, what is my purpose? Or that theologian that's saying, do miracles even happen today? Father, move Ooh. in that place. Manifest yourself to those people and show them your glory. We know that when miracles begin, arguments end. And I pray now in Jesus' name that you would manifest yourself as the God of miracles to everyone watching, everyone listening, that your name would be glorified. And we thank you for this great harvest of souls. Yeah. We thank you, Lord, for this time of refreshing to the church where you are raising up men and women, children, boys and girls to serve you with their whole hearts. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Dr. Keenan, thank you so much for being with me. Guys, you can just go to his website. It's on the screen. Go get his book on Amazon. I'm telling you, it will transform your life. Get activated in miracles because this is a season where miracles are normal life for a Christian. And I appreciate you watching me today. Uh, you are the best investment you can make. So invest in yourself because God invests in you every single day. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.